0: Well, um, it's always lovely to have someone who is a fellow entertainment person in the studio, someone who's done radio, television, and a lot of other stuff. She is a real talent, a South African actress, media personality, began her career as a newsreader at Radio Transkai. She's also worked as a presenter at other radio stations, including Chi FM, Metro, 5 FM, and 947. Her acting career really took off when she was offered the role of Mamfundis in Generations. She's since starred in various television shows, including Home Affairs, Society, Muvango, and many, many more. She also appeared in the 2019 film Salvation. In 2019, she also wrote a six-page letter to the minister, Natin Tetwa, who was the minister of arts and culture at the time, which was posted on Twitter in the letter. She alleged that Connie and Shona Ferguson's company, Ferguson Films, had mistreated many actors in the entertainment industry. It went viral and sparked many online debates. And she's not afraid to get into a whole lot of debates herself. She is Fatisa Nara. How are you?
1: I'm good. Um, it's a French surname. Ndaha. Ndaha.
0: Ndaha. Ndaha. There we go. <laughs> when you say it, people think Ndaha. Where's yeah. the Daha? How are you, Batisa?
1: I'm great, Gareth. Good to see you. And thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, nice to have you here. And um, there's so much to talk about. I mean, really, you you wrote this book, which uh, is called Unfiltered. Yeah. And it says here, my unglamorous odyssey in the world of South African entertainment. Yeah. I mean, you are not the kind of person who leaves anything lying on the cutting room floor. You're happy to share it all. Yeah. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing?
1: It depends on the person. I mean, I think that's why we're all different. And for me, it's about um speaking the truth the way it is. And you don't just go out of your way and decide one day, I'm just going to tell the truth. Something pushes you to do something like that. And I was certainly... Um, Pushed to that point and I think it was time for people to hear my side of the story because I'm sure as you see in the book this has been going on for a long time the exploitation the bad treatment all these kinds of things that I've gone through and I kept quiet all these years but now I felt no, actually, it's time for people to hear my side of the story because it's always the one side mm. that people are getting.
0: And it seems like the, the, the media in general don't like a story where someone doesn't turn out to be some sort of villain, right? It's almost like, oh, well, yeah. if we're going to talk about Fatiswa, it's going yes. to be like a bad story. It's going to be right? where, where she did something wrong or yeah. she's the she's the villain.
1: And And most of the time, That's what's been happening with me. I've never been a media darling for, for whatever reason. Mm. And, and it's okay with me. I mean, many years ago, there was a list of the most boring celebrities and I made number two. They had a a list of 10. And number one was Kanye Lomo. I laughed (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if that's
0: you, but you didn't want to be on that
1: list though. Well, for me, it was a compliment because it was saying, "Okay, she's not out there doing nonsense all the time." Oh, right? Okay, as you as know,
0: in, as in she might be sensible. That's why she yeah, boring she's boring. Yeah, in inverted commas. So
1: mm. most of the time, stories that are written about me are, are fabrications. Like recently, Fiona went on and wrote a story about how bookstores don't want to sell my book, and. You know how he approached this? He treats me like I'm a toddler. He says, I want to have a catch up with you. And I'm thinking, Theo. So I play along. Who is he? Um, He's from Sunday. He's done Sunday World, Sunday Sun. Okay. He's now with Zimoja. There's a new one called Zimoja.
0: So the low rent journalists are a dime a dozen. eh? (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, these people, they basically. Make uh, a living yeah. digging through other people's rubbish. This is the truth.
1: And the thing is, they make it up most of the time. Because So, our, so he
0: calls you and says, let's have a catch up.
1: Catch but up. But you can I, see
0: through this, right?
1: And I'm like, but I'm not even I'm not friends your, with I'm him. not your
0: friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, not his, his friend. Catch up with
1: you. And he says, um, and I said, text, mm-hmm. because I don't speak to them. I don't no. like, write it down so I can say, but I never said this. This is what I said.
0: Right. And so. Because you're so used to being misquoted. I mean, yes. this is the sadness. Yeah. And we, we've got to get into your whole story because people, yeah. I mean, I gave a little introduction yeah. about kind of what you've done and where you've been. It's a very impressive CV. And, you. you know, you've earned your place in South Africa's story and your story is worth telling, which is why you've written the book and why you continue to be someone people are interested in. I mean the day oh, the journalists stop calling, then I suppose either you're gonna breathe a sigh of relief and go, Oh, thank God, they've <laughs> yeah. finally forgotten about me or you go, Oh now I'm irrelevant. Depends For on how me, you feel.
1: It's it's the former. You would I,
0: be you would be happy to breathe yeah, a sigh of relief.
1: Yeah. I think my my journey has just been so unpleasant that and it's so weird that I'm in this industry and all I've ever wanted was just to do my work and go and sit in my little corner, I don't mind people. You're not an not, attention seeker. I don't like it at so all. So
0: okay, so where did it all start to unravel? Was it when you wrote that letter to Natim Tetwa? Because I think it was before that.
1: It was way before that. It was way before that. And that's why when I was offered 120 after so many years
0: 120,000.
1: 120,000 rand. Yes.
0: Right. That was for for a year.
1: It was the for a project. It was for a five week shoot for an entire season of Igazi, which was going to be on Mzanzi Magic, the third season. And understand that. Because a lot of one, people,
0: they'll hear that and go, ooh, 120,000 sounds pretty and, good for five weeks.
1: Right? They don't understand. Break it down. Um, you have to pay 25% tax the agent is going to take 13%, 15%. You're left with what? 85000 And probably that's the only job you're going to get that year. Or yeah. it's one you have, you, you, you know, you've been dying to get work and all of a sudden you're given this. That kind of money, I think, in South Africa would work for per episode.
0: <clears throat> you know what sickens me is that people – people will think um uh, you know Fatiswa's being greedy or whatever if they don't know what they're talking about but when yeah. you just broke it down now that's less than 10 grand a month yeah. if that's the only job you have yeah. for that year
1: yeah
0: um further to that it's also kind of shows you the state of south african entertainment that's what you're going to get paid yeah. if you're in a really great production yes this is one of the, the top rated productions in the country, one of the best production companies, and that's all you can get.
1: And people so think, When
0: people come up to you and they go, I want to be an actor, I want to oh, be an actor, what do you say to them? Because if this is the reality of acting, you can't very well say to them, follow your dream, honey, you're going to
1: get there. You know what I say to most of them? Leave. Go do it in another country.
0: Oh my God, that's <laughs> very depressing, but it's true, yeah. right? You're yeah. not lying to them.
1: No, I'm not. And uh, I mean... There was one of the older actors last year. Um, I'll mention him because he was very open about this. Bravo, Sitanda. Tanda. He did a show called and he asked people for, for help. He needed money for rent. This is a person who still can't afford to buy his own home. He's still renting. And the comments were like, what has he done with his money?
0: There was no money.
1: There's never been money.
0: So okay. I mean who is making money in entertainment? Because otherwise that wouldn't be a business. Exactly. So who who are the ones who are making the money? Is it the production companies, is it the commissioning
1: channels? It's the channels, obviously. Producers and agents. For me, that's that's the only explanation because agents have got thousands of actors on all these productions. Hmm. That's why you can phone your your agent and they're like, Oh no, don't speak to me now. I'm on holiday. And you think I've never had a holiday. <laughs> I've never been able to afford a holiday. And this is why you're going to have producers posting lavish um, homes and, you know, they're living no, the but, life.
0: But, but I mean, it's like, it's not fair. Right. So let's just for a second, I'm going to be devil's advocate here. Yeah. You can find actors. Uh, you kick under a rock or a bush, you'll, an actor will pop out and say, right. hi, I'm available. Right. <laughs>
1: okay. And they do so. So they're that. not difficult to find. Yeah.
0: The people who actually could put a show together, that's a lot harder work. They're much rarer people. And then the channels, there are only a few of those that can afford to commission these shows.
1: Who makes your show? Because well, what, what happens, Gareth, though? Because, and, 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 and we're going to look at why they make it work in other countries. There's got to be a balance. And this I'm, is I'm why. Not,
0: okay, I'm not saying an are is an unimportant part of this. Yeah. I'm just trying to bring the other side of the argument that the yeah. people who actually make it possible for the actors to do their work are the ones who've commissioned and produced the shows. Yeah. And that is rarer just by numbers. So for every yeah. one producer, you get a hundred actors, right? Yes. And there's a reason for that because it's damned hard to do. And also – while these people are making money, right. you have to really know what you're about here because catering costs, venue hire, set design, um, scheduling, uh, being able to, you know, do travel arrangements for the various people who are involved in the show. This is all complicated stuff that it you is. need a business brain for. And I'm it not is. saying actors don't have a business brain, <laughs> but a lot of them don't. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: But there is a but. Because as I hear your argument and I hear your point. Mm. But at the end of the day, what budgets are being allocated for all this stuff? Are budgets being allocated to make actors poor? Because why is it in other countries? I mean, here in Ghana, they're doing better than us. And it's in
0: Nigeria, Nollywood.
1: I mean, Mm. well, Nollywood has been there much longer than us, I think. Or yeah, probably the same, no, but there are younger industries that are doing better than us. How is that possible?
0: Do you think, and this is a really hard question because I have this conversation with people often. Do you think South Africa really doesn't have respect for its artists? I mean, we think about Miriam Makeba, Huma Zagela, Johnny Clegg. You know, you hear that story about Joy, uh, Paradise yeah. Road. You yeah. think about the great actors and actresses of the past 30, Who 40 years. Her. And and it hit home during COVID. Remember, when suddenly all of those people were penniless, right? And there was no one to save them. And you know that's when government were useless. They didn't hand out a single solitary cent to anyone who needed it. And many actors, actresses, singers, <coughs> actors, entertainers just disappeared. Many of them probably starved. It's not. It's not. Un, it's not an unrealistic thing to imagine. That some of those people were moving in with relatives, begging, really at the lowest of the low.
1: We're really not. I don't, I don't think, I even think ministers who are put in <clears throat> in arts and culture take that as a demotion.
0: Yeah, it's not a, It's not an important portfolio. See, and they don't care about it. Exactly. They're not interested. In, That's most of them haven't, haven't ever, you know, actually appreciated a good book, let alone gone to play, watched a show.
1: They don't know what's going on. No. Nah it don't take time and no. you see them in their fancy suits how about i mean we can look at um uh, Figi Lembalula and laugh that he goes visiting and what maybe everyone else should do the same how's about minister of arts and who culture Who's the current
0: minister do we even know <clears throat> of arts and culture yeah i mean like because it changes all zizi the... godwa aibo
1: you i don't even know that
0: aibo no well i'm, I'm <laughs> impressed you know it. I'm. I'm not embarrassed that I didn't. I know who Zizi Quadra is. Yes, but, but
1: you didn't know. What he does did. he
0: know about arts, arts and culture? Sipping the tea. That's the thing you're doing right oh, now. No. For those people who are <laughs> listening, not watching. All right, Fatiswa, there's so much to cover here, and I don't want us to get lost in the reads. Yeah. Why is it that you become the poster girl for like criticizing the the, the entertainment industry deserves to be criticized? I was putting up a devil's <laughs> argument, devil's uh, yeah. advocate argument here about, you know, the actors, yeah. sometimes they're their own worst enemy. And that is true. But you catch a huge amount of grief and strife. I do. For saying what you say. Why? Why do you, do you think people hate you rattling the cage? Do they not like you. I don't think you're a horrible person. I've spent time around you. You're not a nasty person.
1: I ask this all the time. And no one is coming forward to say, the reason we hate Vatisla as channels, as, as, um, producers, agents and actors is because, because there are actors who actually don't like me. You will hear people saying. So what do
0: you do? Come and like, uh, you, you, you shit in their trailer. <laughs> <I> mean, like, <laughs> what least, are you doing?
1: At least if I, if I was doing stuff like that.
0: So it's just so weird that it is that you, because you have, and I'm not making too much of a thing of this. And and you're the first to admit it, you do in your book. They're just all these people who don't like you. I don't think it's entirely fair.
1: Gareth, at least if I knew what I'd done. Do
0: you think you've been uh you an umtagati's cursed you or something?
1: No, it's not even that. It's not that. It's not. I I mean Did a lot you of piss be- off
0: the wrong people. Because sometimes you know most people are followers they're not leaders and if someone says no but this was blacklisted which you know has happened with you right you've written about it in the book
1: yeah i mean only recently someone was trying to do a documentary and they said to me look we want to do this with you we're going to pay you it's for showmax and i said good luck showmax is part of multi-choice they're not going to allow you guys to do that Oh no, but we're going to have a meeting blah 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 and i said are you sure Hmm. she only came back to me like two weeks later and she was kind of scared to call me and say you told me so she was told no get somebody else at least this time they didn't say no vatish was difficult they talked about red red tape and legal processes and i said what legal processes
0: you're not in any court case against no. multi-choice.
1: No. no.
0: I had a court case against them, and uh, I, I'm yeah. not as, as hated. Well, I don't know. Maybe I am. But here's the thing, right? And I need to get to the bottom of this because there'll be people asking, people who know you, people who know of you, yeah. who'll be saying, I don't understand this like I have. Yeah. But then there'll also be people who don't know you, who, not, yeah. who, who have no idea of why you and I are sitting here talking about this, yeah. why you've written a book. You you seem to also, I mean, Connie and Shauna Ferguson, powerful people, right, in the in the the TV business, movie business. And yeah. do they have you ever had communications with them since you wrote that letter? No. They don't talk. Well, I mean, Shauna's obviously no here, yeah. no not no longer here, but yeah. Connie, not a word.
1: No. And <clears throat> the unfortunate thing about the letter is that. Yes, I mentioned Ferguson Films, but there was a whole lot more. I was mm-hmm. saying the industry is falling apart. So people decided to make it about them. And the unfortunate thing is that they went along with that and threatened legal action um against me, you know. And um I feel that would have been an opportunity for them to say, you know what? We as producers have these challenges as well from channels, because that's the narrative that they give us as actors. Channels don't give us budgets and this and that. They could have said that maybe mm. or tell this side of the story instead of threaten me with legal action.
0: Ah, But you see, you broke a rule which you're not supposed to break.
1: I don't know the rules
0: So, Okay, there (laughs) there, there aren't really rules But you can throw around allegations about this and that And you can say this person is a shitty payer And this person doesn't treat people with respect But the moment you mention names, then suddenly First of all, if you don't mention names, no one cares But when you do mention names, it's all about that
1: I know You mention names, oh, she's an attention seeker, blah, blah, blah And it's the same even if you don't mention names so then why don't you mention names? No, you
0: should mention. And you, listen, <laughs> you don't leave a lot of names out. I mean, you, you're prepared to mention names. And there are things that you have held back on because you have been threatened with uh, legal action and all kinds of other things. But uh, to, to single out Connie and Shono is not right uh, because that's not all you talk about in your book. No. And so people are focused on that. But that is not what you were trying to say.
1: People think actually the book is about the Fergusons.
0: That's no, really not.
1: I'm so glad you are telling them because a lot of people, it, there's a journalist, her name is Nziki Noia. Apparently someone went to her. You know, this is a colleague of hers who's read the book and said, look, Vatiso, I want people to read your book. Mm. I'm, I'm shocked. I went to Nziki and I've never met Nziki. I went to Tunsiki and I said, you need to buy this book. And she says, Vatiso's book. I'll never buy Vatiso's book because we know how silly she is, how arrogant, how she makes life, you know. And this one says, oh, have you experienced anything? No, we we hear these things. Now, the worry in that for me, Gareth, is that this is a journalist.
0: Mm, these are the people we, we ask to bring us the news right? to tell us the truth.
1: That's the worry for me. How many other people are going to believe in Ziki? she's heard she's never experienced anything.
0: Is this a question of South Africans not supporting the entertainment business or low quality journalism or both
1: both <laughs> <laughs> both all right um
0: how are you doing i mean like how how are you doing now because as you said, there's certain shows, channels. Producers that won't touch you for whatever reason. Yeah. Let's just park that for a moment. They'll say they have reasons. They'll never tell you what those are. Um, but you, are, you, are you struggling for work?
1: I don't have work. Hmm. Um, for four years, I haven't been working now. Um, and you know what? I've made peace with it. And what's making me even feel better is the fact that I've told my side of the story.
0: So it we, was cathartic to write yeah
1: it it really, really was. I think now, for me it's the healing process that's i've started the journey of healing because it's a lot that I've been carrying, and being pushed to write this book, which I never thought or imagined that I would ever write, was the best thing that's ever happened. I might never get work again, which is okay, but
0: so, what are you doing to live? Because that's all good and well. Yeah, that but you're being brave and it has been cathartic and you're feeling like you're on a healing path. And I know your son's overseas.
1: He's, um, yeah, he's getting ready to leave again. He, he just qualified as a chartered accountant. Yay. The only Congrats. good thing about me.
0: Oh, no, come on. <laughs> no, don't beat yourself up. But I mean, he is overseas now and. Yeah. You you especially wanted to get him out as well. I did. Because you thought this is a toxic environment yeah. for him yeah. to have to uh, to be in with you, right? Yeah. Which is a hard thing for a mother to actually say to their kid, listen, go. I mean you'd love to have him around, right? I'd
1: love I would have loved to spend a lot of time. And as you can see in the book, I never got to have that mm. time with my son. But we have a special bond and um I'm glad.
0: So what are you doing to live if if you're not doing acting work, if you're not working in entertainment?
1: There's some guardian angels out there.
0: Really? That's incredible. I'm glad to hear it.
1: Yeah. Um, um, I mean, it's not always easy, but there are people, you know, one or two people are just looking out for me. I mean, my brother was fired, and he was one of the people that was helping me. He also doesn't have a reason as to why he was fired by Ronald Lamola and Patekile They woke up one day and just fired him. So um, we just have all this well,
0: crazy I, stuff going. Can, can I just throw in as an aside here, and this has nothing to do with you, Yeah. but I think part of our problem in this country is we've forgotten what merit is. We've forgotten what the good and the bad are. And yeah. so everyone is insecure. Because people aren't sure why they got the job. Well, maybe yeah. I got it because I'm ANC. Maybe I yeah. got it because I'm black, because I'm white, because yeah. I'm colored, because I'm Indian. Maybe I got it because I know this person. When you give someone a job on that basis, they're always going to be insecure. Exactly. Because they're never really exactly. sure. Is it because I'm a good actress? Well, I don't know. Because Maybe because yeah. I know this producer. Yeah. And that's how it works in this place. It, it, that's and it exactly frustrates it. the hell out of me.
1: And that's why in one... Um, Conversation. I talked about leadership, where we need to have um, audits, intellectual audits, and all those things, and, mm-hmm. and and make sure that people are are prepared.
0: Well, to take so, these jobs. Just so Do they, they know, I, I have this job because I'm good at it. Exactly. Not I have this job for some bizarre, mysterious reason. And that's
1: that's that's how we operate in this country unfortunately, because you will hear people saying, but who does Vatiso hang out with? And I don't, and that's one of the problems. Those are some of the things that I've heard that, yeah, but she's not in with, I don't suck up to the right people.
0: Well, that's exactly the problem. I mean, that's fine for (laughs) high school, but if you're doing that in your adult life and South Africa's entire economy and political system is built on who you suck up to, and and you know this, and it's another thing that irritates the hell out of me, is everyone is saying either as little as possible so they don't get into trouble, right. so they can keep suckling on the teeth that they're on, or they say the things they don't believe, but yeah. that get their paymasters to be happy. Now, Please. let me tell you something. If 1994 was about freeing people, we've put them in chains again. Oh, yeah. Because… The entertainment industry, and this is why I love talking to you, is, is this is just a small window into how the rest of it all works because it's yeah. not just entertainment. This is how it works in big auditing firms, banks, NGOs, government. It's all about how you, who you know, how prepared are you to compromise your own principles, shut yeah. up when you're told to have sex with that one. If you, if you, yeah. if you don't, you won't hold on to your job. Yeah. This is slavery. That's all it that is.
1: It is. Right? It is it's like they took over from the other oppressors. We want to be in those positions to oppress the very people that were oppressed before anyway.
0: So, okay. I mean, there's a lot to take in here. So where are you now in terms of, have you given up on acting? Have you given up on entertainment in, in, in general, or are you still hopeful that something's going to come up? What needs to change? What are you doing to change it? Cause you're not just sitting on your hands. You've written this book.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get the book out there. And I think that's my sole um focus. By right the way, now. let's give
0: it a plug. It's called Unfiltered, my unglamorous odyssey in the world of South African entertainment. Yes. And this is not yes. your first book. You also wrote another book, I well, Am Because of You, Oh yeah, which you published a while ago. So people need to look at these, you know, pay attention here, uh, Fatisa's books. So <laughs> she's trying to get them out there. We're trying to help her get them out there. And hey. if you're interested in the whole of her story, you can go and read them. But... There are also parts of this that you, you do leave out because they're still very tender and because there are people who could be implicated that could get you into very serious trouble.
1: I think I've, I've, I've put the biggest things out there. And let me just go back to what we spoke about earlier, and, and I think I mention it in the book. My suspicion, my problems started with the sexual harassment thing.
0: Right. Now let's go there because yeah. I think that is the foundation of a lot of this.
1: Yeah. It, I, I believe it is because it's after that that things went out of control.
0: Now you wouldn't and, be the first actress who's been sexually harassed, but tell me how it happened with you.
1: This was, I was still at the SABC. I just started out on um, broadcasting and I wanted to do SABC three news back in 1998. And um the gentleman was head of news. Temam Tembu was like, you know, I need to invite him to my place for dinner and coffee. Mm. And when that didn't happen, I lost my contracts, and I was fighting this thing, you know. And everyone was looking at me, even the the women, you know. And so for me, what. The funny looks I got was saying, but this happens all the time. What's wrong with you?
0: When Harvey Weinstein and that whole Me Too thing came up in Hollywood, you know, I was more interested in which actresses weren't saying anything. Because you know which ones are going to make a noise, the ones who either turned him down bravely and said, this is not going to happen, or the ones who weren't really a consideration anyway. And we making a noise and hopping on the bandwagon. Yeah. The ones you didn't hear from are the ones who probably gave in. And it's amazing how those women either went silent or defended Weinstein. Weinstein. Right. And, and nobody's talking about that because he's as bad as it gets in terms of entertainment. And that's on a massive Hollywood scale. But in this country, we've heard rumors here, rumors there about people in the entertainment and business. And no one's
1: doing anything about it.
0: Okay. So, so you didn't even find that many allies among the women No, at the SABC at the no. time?
1: None whatsoever. And But the beauty about it is that I've always gone into battle by myself. For some reason, I've always believed it's safer to do that. Stand on your own. If people want to help and join you, they will. Never force people to say, guys, I'm going to fight this now, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't help yeah, anybody. Man.
0: There are so many black women in this country are fighting on their own.
1: It's difficult for them to reach out. They don't know who's who. You lose trust, Gareth. There's no trust. And, and, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons I would never set foot on another set. I've got serious trust issues now. If I set foot on a set, what are they going to do? Poison my food? Are they setting me up for failure? I'm paranoid now.
0: Have you, have you ever gone for therapy?
1: <laughs> after that, I attempted suicide after one of... Um, <laughs> how, did, how
0: did you attempt? What were you going to do to kill yourself?
1: Oh, I... I when I was at the SABC... Back in the day, they used to have a psychologist there. They don't have that anymore. So I visited her. And um, she sent me to see a psychiatrist, doctor. Gosh, I forgot his name. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It was at some hospital. um, Garden City Hospital.
0: they ever put you on psychiatric meds?
1: Yeah. I, I could never do meds. I don't do meds. For me, it's like I know what needs to happen. So... I was okay afterwards because I went home to my mom and whatever else.
0: Was this after the sexual harassment or was it
1: This a was lot after other things? This was after sexual harassment. Okay. I went home when all my contracts were terminated and I was only left with Metro FM. Hmm. So I went home and then I came back. And that's when I got into 94.7. Hmm. Got generations. I lost that gig. And... I thought, okay, no, life is not. This is not the kind of life that I want.
0: What, 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 what were your biggest concerns? Your son, obviously. my son,
1: I couldn't, because he was now living with me in Joburg, and he was a teenager. He was twelve yeah. at the time. Yeah, twelve. He was twelve.
0: So you couldn't leave him. That must have been a yeah. factor against the suicide.
1: He was there. That weekend, but with my brother when I attempted the suicide. So I packed him for the long weekend because he had a long weekend. I thought, perfect time to do it. And I put all the poisonous stuff together. And I thought when he comes back, he'll find mommy's corpse.
0: What were you going to do? Overdose?
1: I put some, you know, these cleaning things, Jay's fluid, Jic and a whole lot of pills in there, mixed all that up and I drank it.
0: You must have been so sick, afterwards. violently ill, right? Did you go to hospital? Who found you?
1: Gareth, I woke up the following morning. I couldn't believe that I... You'd I, lived. I did live and I was angry that I lived. This thing was supposed to kill me. How the hell did it? It knocked me out for a long time, though. And when he came back, um, he could see something was wrong. And there wasn't much. I had. But hang on. You
0: you drink this poisonous cocktail. Yeah. Of really dangerous substances. And you don't die.
1: I don't die.
0: You don't even go to hospital the next day.
1: I couldn't. Because I was scared that one thing that wasn't here, they're going to take my son away. Oh, my God. I'm going to be committed. It's going to be a whole lot. I was sick for a while. There was no one I could tell. I had to nurse myself back to health. And this is why I say in the book, one day my, my body is still going to tell its own story about that day. Because I don't know what damage has been done. but I'm, I'm sure there is. So
0: that is horrible because I
1: I just couldn't see a way out. And in my mind, this is what I need to do. No one could have talked me out of that. No one. I knew my son would be better off without me. (laughs) That was the only thing that was going through my head
0: and obviously subsequently you've told the story but yep. how how does he respond to that
1: um, how's your
0: relationship changed since it he's hasn't. discovered this it hasn't
1: it hasn't it's actually he feels bad i mean even oh no he he
0: <laughs> that's a guilt he doesn't need
1: no and it's it's i think one thing he, he um he's always saying to people he wants to make me proud he doesn't know how proud I, I tell him all the time. I tell him all the time, how proud I am of him, but no. he's, he's a very strong person and he's living his life. And I want him to, I want the best for him. That's why I say he must go out there and experience the world.
0: And, and, and what about you besides money? I mean, like, have you, have you had romantic relationships? Is there, how do you find happiness? I mean, like what, what, what gives you the motivation to carry on now? Cause you thank God that cup that we just gave you now isn't bleach and pills. And, <laughs> you know, I know you're not trying to kill yourself, but I admire you so much for keeping going. What is keeping you going?
1: Hope um, that I still have a lot to offer. That little belief keeps on cropping up in my head. Even on the darkest days, and I always believe that it's still going to happen. You've still got a lot to offer. You will act one day, whether it's in South Africa or not. But you still got you still got things to do, and I do.
0: Yeah.
1: And Jim. Working. Jim, out.
0: Well, you're looking, you're in good shape. I mean, <laughs> that's a good thing. You're kind of an actress who's letting herself go, you know, even if she's not acting at the moment. But um, there's no chance for your life to turn to romance at the moment.
1: No. There's none
0: of that. And no. you said you're paranoid. You don't trust anybody.
1: I'm cool alone. I, I, I still need to live and experience life by myself mm. and and be happy with me. Because that's the biggest thing. I could never be of any use to anybody. And are I'm you? Happy with myself? Yeah. 50-50. Huh. It depends on the day.
0: Throwing the dice, yeah? <laughs> I mean, When you woke up this morning, how did you feel?
1: <sighs> I woke up this morning, <laughs> funny that I thought... Why does Gareth want to talk to me? I'm such a boring person.
0: (laughs) Well, you were on that boring list. I mean, (laughs) mean, let's never forget. I actually, you know what? We're going to end this interview quickly. I don't know why the hell uh, I'm even bothering with you. You're so boring. You're on the list and everything. Just can it. Get out of here. Oh, oh
1: gosh. Um, But on my way, I was like, you know what? Just go out there and, you know, enjoy it.
0: Do you think that we we have a, a, a very particular thing in this country where we almost enjoy watching other people suffer because it makes our suffering seem less? Right. It's like a schadenfreude. That's what the Germans right. call it. Yes. Yes. I see this often, and I don't want to make a, a specific example of the black newspapers and press. But I have to say there's almost like a little bit of a – oh. I've just heard this horrible story about this person. Right. And we've got to share those. Like you see the Tabo Besta story at the yeah. moment, how everyone's wrapped yeah. up in it, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's because people aren't enjoying their own lives.
1: And that I think there's true. a lot
0: of, like, as long as other people have it worse than me,
1: I'll yeah. feel a bit better. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Oof. I'm miserable. I've never... You Never see it on Twitter happy. as well, right? That's
0: the worst place, especially for you. I mean, next to <laughs> next Kanye Mbao, I, I don't know who else gets as much. Kelly Kumalo, maybe. I mean, really? who else gets as much shit on Twitter as you do?
1: And you know what? I don't even engage. Do you know someone said I'm arrogant because I don't respond to those things?
0: Yeah, but you. Who, uh, you're, you're, why? You're bad if you do, bad if you don't. You can't win. What's
1: the point? Because if you've decided on me, if you've taken a, a, a stance against me, or whatever it is, why should it be my job to try and convince you either otherwise? Because you, so know, you, was,
0: you were saying if people are miserable, and then I interrupted
1: you. Yeah, if people are miserable, they want everybody else to feel the misery. You've done nothing to them. I mean, look at my my situation. Why?
0: It's like white people who gather around the briar and talk about their crime experiences. They do that, right? And I think, yeah, they do. But then, you know, if you read The Sunday Sun, all you see is just other people's shittiness. Yeah. And if you go on Twitter, yeah. you see it on all sides.
1: But I put it, I, I've, I've said something about it in the book. Um, that.
0: That's why I'm asking about it.
1: Yeah. Why is it that most of the black papers hmm. and then People say, no, it's because they don't know how to use money.
0: Mm-mm, that's not true. I know a lot. I interviewed a guy here this time last week who is so good at managing money. He also but, happens to be black. Right. He's built an enormous fortune. He's so clever. Wow. And his blackness is not the reason, nor is it not the reason that he's successful.
1: But people don't. It, you see, it's media. Media has so much power. People don't understand. It's a few, Gareth, who are going to say, I don't believe this. Oh, you know, these journalists. And, but the large majority. A lot of, a lot
0: of people believe, believe it. everything it. they read.
1: Exactly. And that's the problem.
0: What do you think of Tabul Best and Nandi <laughs> Come on, while you're here, let me hear it from you. I know no. you've got opinions.
1: No, the thing <laughs> is, when I, you know what I said? I said, I'm so glad this guy did this to expose what country we live in. That was my first thinking. As expose as taboo. Mm. That's what you've done. That we are a messed up country. That you could do this and get, get away, away with, with it. it for so long. Yeah. Good for you for showing us up to the world. Maybe now we'll start cleaning house.
0: How do you feel when you see government ministers or NGOs or the usual suspects every year talk about gender-based violence because you've had that in your life as have so many women in this country. And I want to know whether you are feeling like, yeah, when they talk about it, good it's awareness or whether it drives you absolutely mad with anger or something or something in between. I mean,
1: Ambivalent?
0: Are you? You really just don't even feel anything anymore. Apathetic even. Lip service.
1: There's been so much of that. That's all that happens in this country. Lip service. I mean, I opened a rape case in
0: 2019
1: Mm -hmm. and no one gave a damn.
0: No, I mean, they, didn't you actually get threatened for opening the rape, ca- rape case? They said, "Oh, you are you sure you want to do this?"
1: Oh no the the um one of the police officers in Rosebank said, mm. "Why are you doing this? Do you want money?" Um, and I was like, "Yo." And when I asked him why he was asking me that, he says, "No, because this guy's an advocate. You know, he knows the law. Has got nothing to do with anything." But I'll tell you, beginning of this year, because they heard that I've written a book and I talk about the rape and I mention the person's name, then the prosecutor calls me in. Oh, because, so we've
0: got some movement now.
1: Oh, no. Things are happening. No, the NPA refuses to, um, to prosecute. Case. Really? No reasons given. Nothing. And I get this call a couple of weeks ago from the guy who was investigating, and he says, oh, Johann Skippers, the the prosecutor, says he's not going to prosecute. So here's the thing. Yes, you've been raped, but so what? That's basically what he's saying.
0: And and that's it. There's that's nothing it. else. You can't do anything about it. No, now.
1: they they didn't even sit down with me to say, look, for these reasons
0: And you're and you're a fairly high profile person, so your chances of being heard are greater than the average woman. Like there's some woman in Guatemala yeah, or Soshanguve yeah, or somewhere. They, never gonna be heard.
1: No, never. Never. She probably walks in there and they say, Oh just leave us alone. I mean if 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 we have the kinds of ministers like the minister of justice who behaves this way, what are his subordinates supposed to do? These people don't care because the NPA falls under him. Mm. So they know they can get away with this thing. What's another rape case for a Vati Sondaha? She's wasting our time. Leave it.
0: GBV. There's that week in December, right?
1: What? And those things. There's that week me. in
0: December where they make speeches and
1: But that's the most irritating thing. I wish they would just rather shut up. Yeah. And we hear that right. oh, this has been done to benefit or to help women um you know, who suffered G B V. But they, they, they talk and talk and that's so irritating for me. I hate when they have all these speeches and it's like, oh, now it's youth day. Let's go and have a celebration. Shut up. Do something. Yeah. Rather.
0: Right. So if, if Connie Ferguson phoned right now. <laughs> hi. Oh, it's, sorry, it's, hi, Matisse. It's Connie. <laughs> what are you going to say to her?
1: <laughs> I just didn't expect that.
0: <laughs> sorry. I, just, I, I thought we were getting a bit depressing with all this bad I news. Know, so, I
1: know. So what
0: would you say to her?
1: Okay. Hi, Fatiswa, it's Connie. Okay. How are you? I'm alive. How are you? I'm Well, I'm great.
0: Oh, Business okay. is good. Good for you. I'm paying actresses and actors a lot of money. Wow, that's the first. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the call ends. <laughs> Jesus. Is that what it would be? I think that's it. You, you. I don't think you're pretending that's exactly how you'd handle it. I probably would. You'd be Probably. shocked to hear from her.
1: I would. I, I, I don't think Connie is. Not would, that if, if Natim
0: Tetra... Hi. Hi, is that Fatiswa? Who's this? Uh, former Minister of Arts and Culture. Natim Tetra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to see why people don't like you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love the honesty, but you're going to be in trouble for the rest of your life. I've got bad news. Okay, so here's the question at the end of all of this. Yeah. Because people are sitting there now listening to you. And I'm sure many people who didn't know about you now love you because of your... (laughs) Here's a straightforward, principled woman, speaks her mind, like we constantly taught we should. Oh, you know, you should always say what's on your mind. Always tell people how you feel. Be honest. Be honest. And then you are, and all it's done is cost you. Right? Would you rather, if you could wind the clock back, would you rather be an unprincipled person who goes whichever way the wind blows, does what you're told, makes sure that you fit in, uh, you don't upset, ruffle any feathers, and you'll get paid. And you'll live a comfortable life. Or would you like to be the Patiswa you are now?
1: I think I like the person that I am because the minute you're given into that, You've lost your soul. You'll always be controlled. There's a guy who was telling me about someone who was paid off. And and I said, but why don't they pay me off? Why can't they give me like 30 million to shut up? I know. And he says, do you think these people are mad? They know you're going to tell everybody. And I said, exactly. I'd say, look, guys, the reason I'm keeping quiet now is because I've been given 30 million. Because if I But shut you wouldn't shut
0: up for 30 million. I'd shut up for thirty million. It's a lot of money, hey? I'd shut up. I'd never do a show again. I'd shut this whole thing down. For a
1: hundred, I would.
0: Hundred million. Yeah. You're very greedy. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Connie wouldn't pay you what you wanted. Very greedy. Hundred million.
1: You're, Listen, generational wealth. We don't wealth. even have
0: to pay a hundred million. You already go and tell the stories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> generational wealth.
0: All right. <laughs> if you could snap your fingers now and be doing anything in the whole world, what would it be?
1: How can you ask Workwise, nice. Yeah, be on a show like Succession.
0: Oh, wow. Good show, hey? Isn't that a great show? Your scripting is so good. Acting is so good. What a great show. I'm so oh. glad I'm watching it. Season four.
1: The last one. I, I haven't
0: watched the season four. Don't spoil it. it for
1: me. Oh, my gosh. You mm-hmm. haven't? No, no.
0: I'm up to season three.
1: Do you know when I started watching that show?
0: <laughs> I love how we're bouncing around everywhere in this it's meant to be a profile <laughs> interview on you and your book. Now we're talking about a favorite TV show. Go on.
1: I watched it. And after the third episode, I stopped. I was like, these people, they are, they're horrible, weird. horrible, they horrible. People. Right. What is it? I don't know who to like. And I had to park it.
0: You went back though.
1: I went back and I was glued.
0: What do you think of White Lotus? Haven't. Oh, you gotta watch that! Really? Oh, oh if you if you want to see some horrible people.
1: And but the, that's a new and format. And the small Lanyana
0: skeletons. Yo. Really? People have see. There is something about you that will make everyone else jealous. What? This is what I wanted to get to at the end of this discussion. Maybe we're at the end. I don't know. you you're never going to stop talking. So there's never an end. <laughs> I think people are jealous of the fact that everything is out there. They can make stuff up about you. They can mm-hmm. lie about you, but there's enough stuff out there and the truth is out there. And there's yeah. no hidden secret that if it was suddenly exposed about you tomorrow, that you would, um, you'd, yeah. you'd fall apart because you've already been there and done yeah. that. Yeah. I think people are jealous of that because really? I think a lot of people have small Anyana skeletons. I think they hide their true ideas. They hide their true principles. They're afraid of who will rat them out or Mm. who they owe their allegiance to. And that, as we said just now, is a state of perpetual slavery, right? You're never going to be a slave. You are a truly free person. Freedom, of course, is not free. Yeah. But you're a free person, and I think that drives some people crazy.
1: Really? Hmm. That's sad.
0: Well, not for you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's enough sad in your story, let's be fair. (laughs) And your trials and tribulations are no doubt not over. No. And not at all. I I just want to say that your freedom is a thing that other people will envy.
1: Oh. Wow. And never forget that. Sure. It's strange though because some of um some of the people are saying why did she have to write the book? Um yeah. she's an attention seeker. Right. So many people have written books. Mm. And they weren't oh, seeking everybody, attention.
0: Everybody, Andre Dereta.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Is he an attention seeker?
0: Well, I don't think, uh, because he's now living, he has to live in Germany uh, for fear of his life. All these whistleblowers in South Africa, we've spoken to a few of them on my show too. The people about Prasa, um, Sanrel. Are they still in the country? No, most of them, if they are, they're hiding. They have to because there are actually people who want to kill them. But in a way, Mm -hmm. once you've told your story, that is your protection. Right, Because you can say, if I go missing Or something happens to me The names are in the book
1: These people don't care They don't care, they'll kill you Whether it's out there or not They know the system is going to protect them Because in South Africa you can buy justice
0: Jeez, that's a a horrible note to end it on Let's rather end it on something
1: positive, please (laughs) Okay, make another phone call (laughs) (laughs) Hello Hi, is that Batiswa? Yes, it is. Hi, Batiswa. This
0: is a, uh, an agent from Hollywood. I just <gasps> wanted to offer you a role on season five of Succession.
1: <laughs> Whatever you give me, you can give me a dollar a day. I'll really?
0: be there. <laughs> oh, but I heard that you're one of those actors who bitches and moans about how little you get paid. Are you sure I can pay
1: you a dollar a day? I I can certainly take that. A okay. dollar is like 19 rand. I'm
0: just <laughs> lo- Our legal department, ju- oh, we, no, we just got a call from MultiChoice. They say we <laughs> must touch you. <laughs> oh well listen i love you i think you're great i hope you sell lots of books here and i hope lots of people get to hear your story because i mean you you know it's it's admirable that you have turned what was just a catharsis to you into something that i think will be instructive to other people when people say to me i want to be an actress in south africa i am going to say read this book and then they'll run screaming <laughs> for the hills. They'll become anything except an actress.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank well, you I hope they,
1: Thank you so much. And the book is available on Amazon.
0: There we go. Well, yeah. you, you got get it on Amazon because the, the stores are, are useless. And <laughs> who goes into a store anymore? Unfiltered is what it's called. Batista, your middle name's Viola. Viola. I like that. That's beautiful. Shakespeare's character, Viola. Yes. Yes. You really were meant to be an actress from day
1: one. I'm stuck now, not acting. Well. <laughs> it will happen, though. It will happen. It will happen.
0: Good luck to you.
1: Thank you so much, Gareth, for your time.
0: Thank you. Cliffcentral.com.